0: Welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott,
1: and I'm Tiff Arman.
0: And this episode of Make Do is brought to you by Microsoft Lists. Before we get into our topic proper, as if we ever do that right away at the top of the show, um, I just want to thank again, like you know, our listeners and our friends for being a part of and and reacting to our hundredth episode. Like, oh. numbers necess- don't necessarily matter, but it was just, it was fun to be like, hey, we've been doing this and you guys liked it, so.
1: I really enjoyed doing that episode. I thought it was such a nice reflection and I just loved hearing from everyone. It was like a really, mm-hmm. I, I, I love it. So thank you also <laughs> and it's, from it's me.
0: nice And it's nice to kind of be reminded that like we have a very sort of tangible community, you know? It's not just yeah. a vague amount of ears. That sounds very creepy. Anyway. (laughs) A big bucket full of ears. Yes. Ew. So the thing that I think kind of stuck out to us to both in that episode and that has stuck with me in the week and weeks since is that concept of it counts, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. You count. And so I was thinking like this episode should be sort of a make do 101 slash it counts 101 in the sense of both being really brand new to something and also how to not feel like a noob sort of because I was thinking because we've talked again it's one of those things that we sort of touch on every now and then but I wanted to kind of get into specifically like what things in the in general or in the past four years
1: what things make you feel like a capital a artist uh is that like a, a rhetorical question, or are you actually No, 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 <laughs> I'm
0: asking. I mean, it's both, I guess. But I'm, because, like, very Rhetorical for a
1: bucket of ears, and actual to me, who can actually exactly. answer you. There we go. So, I thought about this um, for one second right now. And <laughs> I think it's, it's like manifesting something that really feels like it's yours. You know, it's not... Um, What makes me feel like the capital A artist isn't something that I can find in a kit or a class or a, uh, you know, tutorial walkthrough. It's it's beyond the learning point of something. And it's when your creativity builds something on its own and you Mm -hmm. feel like and, and like for me, it's that feeling of I don't think anything influenced me. Even though I'm like the whole idea of learning any kind of art or skill or craft like there's influence everywhere like right every single thing Mm -hmm. that has been done has already been done and it could be like something a thousand years in your past that influenced (laughs) you but it like kind of always all interfluences you. But
0: Sometimes you're like I want to try this I want to do that I like that and then sometimes it just at least feels like a flash of inspiration.
1: Right. And that's what I think makes me feel the most like an artist where I just, I get that urge to make something regardless of where that inspiration came from. And it wasn't like a direct, oh, hey, I saw someone else make this. So now I want to make it. It's very much a, a self motivating thing. And then like, I get past my distraction phase and i actually produce it right like so i have the Mm -hmm. the i have i I follow through on the thought and then into the production and i've already done all of the hard work of learning and practicing the skill beforehand so i can just make something and make that thing from like my idea
0: right sounds a little bit also like you're talking about the flow state right um right where you just you can you can sit down and uh, not just that you're not thinking about what the inspiration is or think it's more like you can just sit down and it. I mean, I guess it kind of literally flows to like out of your hands, right?
1: Right. Like, and I think that that feeling and finding that the flow state and being in that state of making something makes you feel the most like an artist. And because I think that after you finish making the thing that you made, you can look at it and feel that pride of. I had this idea of something I wanted to make and I made it and it's here now. Right. And so Mm -hmm. you were the artist. Like before you did that, that thing didn't exist. Like even if it is, you know, somehow influenced from something else in your life, you hadn't, you were inspired by something. That new thing that you made did not exist and that was made by an artist. It just like you being the artist, like it just, Mm -hmm. that's where it came from. It and so it's, I feel like that sprang
0: into being because of you,
1: right? And I feel like the capital A artist is almost like being like the mother of a creation, or you know the the one who brings life to a a, a piece that didn't exist before. And so you're it's the, kind you're of the like Khaleesi that.
0: See of your uh, of yeah, your it's succulents. kind of like that godlike
1: <laughs> creator feeling that gives you that capital a right like it Mm -hmm. it elevates the thing that you made as opposed to like a lowercase artist where you're like i feel like the lowercase artist is a prac like practicing you know like you're going through the motions and you're learning and you're practicing and you're honing your skill and then you feel like you earn that uppercase when you've created something yourself and the new and the freshness of it even if it's mm-hmm. like I said even if it's not a completely fresh idea even if a thousand people have done it before if it came to you and you're like this is my art child like that's the capital a right there at least that's <laughs> how I f- that's how I feel mm-hmm. how do, how do you do you feel similar or um do, do you get your capital a in a different way
0: I, th- I I'm, I'm with you Pretty much like on the whole like the flow state and feeling like like this just came out of me. But I think for me, it's also it's something that maybe is along those lines, which is when you can experiment without it feeling like practice, like when when it's mm. it doesn't feel scary to try something that you're pretty sure going to fail at to begin with, when you're just like you you can play around and kind of like with what you're saying, like you feel secure enough in in your skill and your point of view and, and all that stuff to just like play around and you won't feel bad when and if it goes wrong, which is going to because you're experimenting. Does that make sense? Like when 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 part of the art is just like trying stuff and playing around.
1: I think like you get to that state after you've accomplished like feeling like you can say the big A, you know, mm-hmm. like. And then it's almost like anything you do after that, you're just like, oh, I'm obviously an artist, so I can play and do whatever I want and make mistakes and come up with garbage. And it's fine because I've already earned my big A, right? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, it gives you some sort of like freedom to absolutely make mistakes more. but. You're just like, well, I'm just an artist, so it doesn't matter because I'm making stuff and it's art. You
0: have a much, you have a much more sort of secure foundation to stand on. Yeah, once you find that, but I think for me, it's two things, and one is it's so like silly and recursive, but ha- like when I started saying the a word, like, oh, I'm a this and I'm a that and. Without, like, it's it's kind of silly to be like, well, I felt like it once I got the guts to start saying it, because obviously I was saying it because I had the guts to feel it. But something about that, like, I think that's also part of the foundation is you sort of cement it in your mind, in your own mind, too, of like, the more you say it, the more your brain goes, oh,
1: okay, you know. Oh, totally. And there's like this other factor to it, for me anyway, that just, I, it just occurred to me. Once you start dedicating space in your life and space in your environment to create art or make the thing that you want to make, the, mm-hmm. the even if it's like a craft thing, you know, uh, cataloged as a craft thing, you dedicate that space to making it. And again, it's like mental space, time space, physical space, like you push aside other things to make room for this. It's almost like it's so much easier to say, I'm an artist of that thing because I have a studio. I have dedicated time, hours in my day that I I um, spend doing this thing. I think about it, you know, 12 it's been, it's been hours, hours a day. Right. Like I, I'm spending all of this, time and energy and space to dedicate to this thing i must be the artist of that right (laughs) because if it yeah otherwise like you know i think it's a hard time like giving yourself that uh, distinction of being a capital a artist when you know you haven't really dedicated the mental time the physical space the um the uh what was the third one i had three <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, me- the <laughs> mental the time and the and the the physical space like yeah. if you're and it's not that you need all of those to be a capital a artist but it certainly feels like you can <laughs> decide that like this is my job and world i'm going to tell you that this like i this is my profession i feel like the capital a makes it into a profession or a, a strong identifier and if you have have all these factors it just it falls into place when you have to explain it to someone like yeah. you have backup right you have like backup <laughs> for you have, your you capital have, a you have
0: you have evidence and and empirical proof um right. yeah and and just like the identity also but i think the third thing for me are we all three i don't even know the third thing for me is also and this is maybe a little sort of more out there but just when I realized that I can make things that are good and fairly minimal. And, like, so, like, doing illustrations on pottery or doing um, digital or or drawn illustrations and things like that, that it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to fill the paper all the way out to the corners and it doesn't have to have, like, realizing that I can make things that are sort of figurative and... um representative even if they're not an exact representation I don't know if that just like realize because I think that's part of artistry too like you you talk sometimes about how when I when I do sort of more comic-y illustration or regular illustration like to find kind of the the not the essence or like the the least common denominator but to find like a simple version of something and I think realizing a that I can do that and b that that's a good thing. That's not because I'm not good enough to draw the details, kind of. Um, and that that also comes over then into into the pottery. That it it counts, even mm-hmm. if it's just a simple bowl, because you've, A, you've made it, and B, you've sort of refined the shape into something that you like and that is pleasing and that is pleasing to other people. So it's it's... Going down to like the the small particles of art, maybe is that it's, a little woo- it's also is that a woo woo
1: <laughs> it's like uh finding the confidence and the simplicity, right, like you don't mm-hmm. have to prove yourself through being able to like uh, reproduce a portrait perfectly like that doesn't make you a capital A artist because you can draw a person right, like there are other ways to feel like an artist and a lot of times like whatever the skill or craft that you are honing in on having that confidence of being like yeah I just drew like an inky floral and <laughs> that's my thing and I'm really good at it and even though it doesn't look difficult to you like it is actually you know a a representation of a lot of mistakes that were made beforehand and distilled down to like this thing that has beauty in the simplicity and then also having the confidence to know that like restraint was part of the skill here and you don't need to maximize everything for it to be beautiful that you now have the confidence to, to pull back on something. And, and that is something that's learned and earned.
0: And it's, it's really because I, I um, sold at a market this weekend and my sister kept me company and helped me sell, but she also had, um, some sort of baskets and bags and stuff that she had made and it was so funny because we were joking that like her things were so sort of loud and colorful and also they were soft things and my things the the ceramics you know a they're hard but they're also sort of a more of a somber more toned down sort of color palette and look and it's so funny because me as a person is not necessarily you know all about the somber and (laughs) um muted and simple and quiet and I don't know if it's it's that thing where, you know, you you create what you need or you make. It's just it's really interesting to 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 realize that my pottery is very much me, but it might be a surprise. Like, I think if if someone were to come in and see, you know, five tables of pottery, my table might not be the one they would guess is my I mean, like if you're playing a matching
1: game. Like match the artist to the art.
0: Right. (laughs) Especially once I sell out of the tentacle mugs. But um, so it's just it's 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 funny. Like, what do we identify as and what do we identify um, in our art? So the the next thing that I have here on our list is sort of what might we have done differently or tell someone else to do to come into art. But before we get into that list, we're going to talk about Microsoft Lists.
1: What? Are you looking for a new way to track and manage work and life from start to finish? Microsoft Lists is here to help you clear your brain space and get organized. And it all starts at lists.live.com. Microsoft kicked off a preview program to try lists with your Microsoft account, all designed for small businesses and individual use. Start by creating and sharing your lists with your work colleagues, partners, your soccer team, your neighbors, your craft friends. I mean, you might want to create a list of books or movies for your monthly meetings. You um, can track home improvements and important receipts throughout the year. I mean, if you're building a small business, you definitely need to start tracking receipts. And you can also... It's tax season here. (laughs) Yep, here too. So maybe you should try some lists. Uh, Build out team rosters for your soccer team or volunteer group or... If you are a uh, organizer of a craft fair or you're thinking about organizing a craft fair or a supply swap, this kind of stuff is exactly what you need it for. I
0: actually was talking just today with a friend about having a a clothing swap um, because we all of us or or a lot of us, you know, we make clothes and it's it it can feel weird to give uh, handmade clothes to charity because also some of them don't want to take it because they need stuff with like sizing labels and Anyway, uh, so I'm thinking about That's how I can cool. make that happen, right? Uh, at lists.live.com, you can start quickly with ready-made templates. You can use filters and different views to visualize your informations. So you get one list with many views. And you can share them as links to get others in and work together. You can do a lot with lists. You can use ready-made templates to save you time, or you can start blank and add in exactly what and how you want to track your information. It's super flexible. It's great for gift idea lists, event plans, playlists for movies or books for yourself or for um, like a book club. And right now what I'm using it for is, you know, we have Easter travel, uh, spring break travel, whatever it is, wherever you are, because like having, I'm we've talked about this. I'm a list person. I'm also a neurotic person. So being able to have like a joint to-do list with Pontus and like, what do we make sure together that we've packed that we need to bring? We can have our own packing lists. We can have like, this needs to get done before we leave. It's just, it makes me a lot less anxious to use lists for travel. And like, this is, you know, this is two and a half hours away. It's in the Mm -hmm. same country. Uh, it's three or four days. It's, But it's still like it's nice to be able to have very practical like this is what we need to make sure gets done. But I also don't have to take responsibility for his clean underwear. Right. We We take responsibility for the stuff that actually matters.
1: So if you want to be relieved of your stress, definitely go and try <laughs> Preview Lists now at no cost. Go to your browser and type in lists.live.com. That's lists l i s t s.live.com. Sign up, sign in and track what matters most. Check it out and let Microsoft know what you like and any feature requests. Our thanks to Microsoft for their support of this show and all of Relay FM.
0: Now I'm wondering if maybe cuz the the question that I have is sort of knowing what we know now and having the experiences, what might we have done differently? But I'm wondering, would we have listened to ourselves? Not, we already went over the whole time machine thing, but do you <laughs> think it's possible to tell someone how to go into art and feel more legit? Or is it just like you have to find your way there?
1: I feel like the biggest thing that I tell people is that you can learn. And this is something that we've talked about before, especially in the very beginning of the show, is that. Art is a skill like anything else. You know, no one is born learning how to draw. Like yes, people are uh kind of like drawn talent are, is not what people think it is. Right, right, right. People, you know, are I, I say drawn to drawn to drawing, but like people are <laughs> are pulled to different crafts and different things and you find your your voice and your favorite thing to use and your favorite medium like in different ways. But any skill that you have it's all built up from practice, whether it's practice from other things in your life that then make it easier for you to pick up a craft and kind of fall into it more naturally. Or it's something that you kind of walk through the mud through for a while. Like, hey, I just really want to learn how to draw a person. And it's taking a really long time. It does not come naturally. But you know what? You want to do it. So you practice and you can get really, really great just from practice. It's anything with a sport, right? Like we didn't learn. We're not born uh, speaking multiple languages, but people learn like there is so much about life that it's okay to learn. And it's weird that arts and crafts and things like that, even though there are thousands of classes and tutorials and lessons and kits like anything there's so much in that like learning a craft or learning an art skill business but yet for some reason a lot of people stop because they don't think they're talented Mm -hmm. and it's it's so much like when someone says like wow I wish I could do that you can do this thing I love to say I learned how to do it like I taught myself like so if you are into it like you can totally learn how to do it. Uh it's it's completely tangible and i think that that's a lot of things that we didn't hear. Often mm-hmm. as kids like yeah, we had like teachers and people in our lives that would be encouraging, but i don't think i've ever heard outwardly that hey, this is a skill like learning to, you know, solve math problems. You can mm-hmm. learn to paint people or things or whatever you want to do, right? Like And so I I love passing on that knowledge, like even if it just sparks a tiny seed in someone or even if they completely dismiss me and they're like, yeah, but I don't have any talent. Uh, (laughs) I still think it's important to like put that notion out there so more people might be able to hear it and have the confidence to start trying something new, even really late in life.
0: Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's it's never too late because I think... We think sometimes like, oh, you know, the brain that loses plasticity and whatever, but it's it's never too late to try. Um, and you definitely will know if you like it and if you want to get better if you don't try. But at the same time, something to remember that even if it is never too late, it's also you don't it's it's it'll be sad if you waste, you know, 10 years thinking I need to find the thing that I'm good at right away or um, I'm afraid, you know, like imagine how much fun you could have had in those 10 years if you had been crocheting all along, even if it's only at the end of the 10 years that you're any good, you know, because mm-hmm. I think just, you know, the, the things that are fun, it's 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 sad if you're not happy. <laughs> like Yeah. Getting over
1: the fear of being bad at something is is another mm-hmm. huge hurdle that I think a lot of people don't hear, you know, yeah. that you need to have an ugly duckling face like it's going to happen and then you'll come out the other side better, you know, like you if you keep at it.
0: Yeah, and I th- I think the thing that I would like try to tell either myself or someone like me is, yes, it does. It's so boring to do things that are just practice and not for real and don't count and are going to be bad. But that is but it how does you count. get somewhere. <laughs> exactly. And not just that it counts, but it, that's how you get somewhere. And like thinking that, for instance, like if I'm going to make um, a, a mock-up of a dress, for instance, a, I'm going to be like, oh, why do I have to do it? But I also know that if I, for instance, don't press the seams, it's not going to look good and it's not going to look right. And I won't be able to tell if the practice run is any good if I don't actually do it somewhat all the way. Like maybe I don't have to hem to see how it's going to hang on me, but I do have to actually do all the steps that I'm going to do later, both to learn and to see. And that kind of goes with with everything. Like you... You learn along the way what you can skip and what you can sort of do half-heartedly, but that all of the hypothetical practice, yes, it does suck, but it needs to happen. And that is how you get to be an artist and also, I mean, that is also how you can sort of, you know, show off being an artist if you're like, look, here is four inches of scrap paper that i've just drawn hands on right you can have it to show yourself that you're an artist and if anyone happens to stop by when people do that again you can you can you know sort of leave it laying out and they can be like wow you really practice drawing hands a lot again this says more about me and possibly also (laughs) about tiff than any real artist but um i think that yeah that that is how you feel more like an artist right i think possibly
1: There's another thing that's important to remember, and I think I would have liked if someone told me more often, it's also okay to quit something. (laughs) You know, we've talked about that before. I think we had a major episode about it where you can just give up. If it's not working for you, quit it. Like, just stop. Like, stop wasting your time on something. Yeah, like, give give it a chance, but then give yourself the
0: gift of giving up.
1: Right. Like, just because you start a painting does not mean you need to finish it. You know, like, you can start 20 paintings, you don't need to finish it. Like, just starting the painting Thank you for reminding me of that, actually. (laughs) is like, sometimes that's enough practice, and you can move on. And you know what, when it comes time to finish something, like when it feels right, when you are following through with everything it it just all works out. So like forcing yourself through a craft that yeah, it looked good and someone else was doing it and you're like wow, that's super appealing. I bet I can do it and it doesn't keep your brain active, like it doesn't keep your heart happy. <laughs> stop. Like stop. <laughs> stop. It's okay. It's okay. You can stop. No. You can stop. No one's going to think you're a quitter. If you stop. And I think that a lot of times we spend too much time on something because we are told so often don't be a quitter. Mm -hmm. Like a quitter is bad. Like you're playing sports as a kid. Don't quit. Like keep going. You hurt your knee. It doesn't matter. You know, toughen up. Go back out there. You're going to be better for it. Like winners never quit. Like not true. Winners quit a whole bunch of other stuff until they found the thing they wanted to win at. Like exactly. You have a much
0: better chance of finding the thing that you can be either be really good at or at least have a lot of fun
1: with if you right. can quit the things that don't serve you and again nothing is a complete waste of time just like the whole it counts thing right you tried something it didn't work out It still counted you are moving on like you're trying to find your path in you know maybe a very long tangent way but you're gonna get there and when the thing feels right it feels really really right and you don't want to stop
0: and also i mean That's the benefit of both capital A and, and, um, you know, tiny A artist is that using that term means that all of the things that you've tried have also been part of the path to being an artist Mm -hmm. because you've been working on art and making. So like, maybe don't be like, well, now I'm a painter and like present yourself as that and then realize two weeks in that it's not your thing, but you're an artist, maybe. Right, exactly. So I you know, we're, we're talking about this, like, what would be? how do you find the, the confidence and the skill and the joy of the capital A art? But also, like, if we're thinking 101, do you have any tricks to make yourself, like, feel a tiny bit more confident where you're trying new things? Like, do you remember when you, when you started Glass, um, what things, was there anything that you did that made you feel a little bit like, yes, I have no idea what I'm doing,
1: but I'm not scared? <laughs> It's going to sound very privileged, but getting the right equipment Mm -hmm. to do something sometimes elevates you more quickly. And again, like there are levels to this, you know, there are if you you can't just go out. I mean, yes, buying craft supplies is a whole nother hobby than the craft itself. (laughs) We've all admitted that like, you know, you don't want to just buy all the best stuff right away, but getting the right thing so maybe don't go to the dollar store either yeah but like getting the right thing so you don't start something and end up frustrated with your tools Mm -hmm. and that's what makes you stop trying something i mean there's also ways to rent there's also ways to go to studios and try things out like there's plenty of places to try things out but try stuff out with the right stuff whatever that means Mm -hmm. in that craft or art thing, right? Like I feel like I've fought so many things with crappy tools or cheap supplies and said, I don't like this. This isn't coming out right. And mm-hmm. really I wish I used like softer yarn, right? Like I was mad that <laughs> like my fingers were getting all like eaten up with like crappy yarn. It was making me mad, so I would stop. And then once I like bought a kind of nice skein of yarn, I was like, ooh, <laughs> and I made like 30 scarves like because I was like, I like working with this. It makes me happier or like, you know, using something that's like a a hand-me-down thing that might not completely inspire you. It's like, you know, you get a piece of, you know, really bland or unattractive fabric to you and you're not going to really want to make anything out of that. Like it's even if you want to, you don't feel good about the thing you made because you're like, well, I'm going through the motion, but I'm not proud of what I've made afterwards I don't want it you get yourself like a cool piece of fabric that like starts you know uh is singing to your heart a little bit and that's really going to make a a huge difference the same as like um using colored pencil right like you can Mm -hmm. use really bad like great artists can use really bad color pencils and still make amazing things but I don't know about you but like when I use a bad color pencil I don't have a good time drawing because it doesn't feel as nice like it doesn't Feel good i rather have a limited palette of a better pencil than have a giant palette of pencils i hate using so i feel like that kind of barrier and also,
0: and you know like a great a great artist is maybe not the beginner right so you can you can um be a great artist with cheap paints once you're a great artist but right
1: off the bat is maybe not the time to yeah do like that watercolors don't blend right when they're cheap like there there's a lot of things that just don't happen and it 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 ends up not being your skill it ends up being your supplies and your tools and Mm -hmm. I feel like that that's that's an unfair assessment and you know fixing that problem might make you move forward in something a little bit more confidently than if you're fighting with something
0: yeah and also when when you're new you won't maybe have the the skill or knowledge to figure out that it's the tools or the materials that are the problem. I um when I started out knitting when I would use um uh, cable needles, you know, like the round needles with a cable in between.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um I just had like some some ones that I bought, you know, at a thrift store and I didn't realize that some of the techniques used in newer patterns wouldn't work because the the cable in 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 the older needles was way thicker and harder so i was like why can't i make this work why am i bad at this and it's like you just can't magic loop with an older style needle it doesn't work but i didn't know that so i thought i was bad at the thing so yeah you don't have to buy like all new stuff and you don't have to buy m- all of the most expensive stuff but maybe find someone who can let you try some different carving knives out and you can be like ooh i like this i don't like this and then they can tell you why you don't like it. And they can tell you, you know, you like this, you don't have to buy the most expensive one. But if you want something in this vein, but cheaper, here's what you buy. Here's what you don't buy. That kind of thing.
1: I mean, it's like trying to, you know, make yourself like beautiful sashimi with like a dull knife. Like it's just
0: or it's bad not salmon. happen
1: or bad salmon. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you got to you, you have to invest a little bit in this thing and and again it's not necessarily money wise like you can find a good product you can borrow from someone who has Mm -hmm. a um who is already established in the craft or something to try it out but yeah i just i i just i feel so sad when people fight with their tools and i'm like it doesn't have to be
0: (laughs) yeah and and again if you're new at the craft you won't because with with certain crafts it it really doesn't matter and with certain crafts, it really matters. And with certain crafts, it's like some of the things matter, some of the things don't. And you can't know that when you're new. So just like, you know, I find just don't a- like when
1: people blame themselves, you know, like yeah, I, d- I don't want people to feel like it's their failure, you know, when it's really the failure of the tool that you're working with.
0: And I think also because you talked about like giving up and I think also, you know, let yourself be bad because it is kind of the curse I think of creative people and a certain personality type that you're like well I have to be good at things and I'm supposed to be good at things so if I'm not good at them right away that's a personal failure uh, and that you you don't have to feel like that. I mean if, if, if it works for you I guess but I don't think it actually is good for most people <laughs> to feel that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right so because I was gonna ask you like how do you get yourself to try things and I think you and I don't have that problem and i think most of the people listening to us don't is there a thing right now uh we've talked about the 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 not glass blowing the glass melting is there anything else right now that you're feeling like oh i kind of want to try this but i'm a little afraid
1: i'm not afraid of stuff as much anymore i'm really not i think that that is also one of the blessings that come with recognizing creativity and artistic skill and like affirming that like this is something that i am it's mm. not it's like i'm i'm not shied away from being like you know what i'm just gonna dabble in this for a little bit and i think before it was a fear of being bad it was a fear of you know not being good enough it was a fear a lot of the self doubt um just a lot of the uh, the hangups that you wrap up in finding an identity Mm -hmm. and not feeling like you've earned that identity yet. But now that that identity feels earned more than it ever has in my whole life, (laughs) that the idea that I can just try something new, like, Oh, I want to try some pan pastels. Sure. Why not? Like I'm, I'm way more open and comfortable with just trying something because I found my thing now. So everything else is pretty low stakes. You know, I'm not like out there searching for everything, what I call myself the artist (laughs) in. I can just now have fun with everything else because I already have my capital a art in glass.
0: I love that.
1: Uh, It's so, yeah. So that feels like really good. And so like, I understand when people are searching for something that there's a lot of um, a lot of hesitation with trying something new if you haven't found your footing in anything else to secure yourself so you're still like on so much wobbly ground and just wondering like is this going to be my thing is this going to be a waste of time is this (laughs) you know like where's this going to bring me if I dedicate myself to this one thing do I have to dedicate myself to it forever and a a lot of the answers to any of that is is like you know no not really but you know you you need to, like, find that confidence somewhere. I was about to say earn, but it's not about earning confidence. I mean, maybe within yourself, you you earn your own confidence and, mm-hmm. and you earn it for yourself. Building but up, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And so I think, like, trying something new feels scary until you until
0: you feel not. like you're coming <laughs> from it
1: from a very secure place. And mm-hmm. I understand both sides of this now completely but i i guess the best advice for this 101 class is you know like if you have low resistance to trying something like okay if if it takes a lot of effort for you to try something it's probably not the right thing
0: at least not at that point
1: at least not at that point, right? Like, But if you're like thinking about it and you're like, oh, that looks good, but then you keep not doing it and you keep not doing it and you keep not doing it, that's probably not the right thing. You know, like when you really want to try something new, you start researching classes, you start, you know, like uh, stocking supplies online, you start like looking at pictures of other stuff. Like, I feel like you find ways that you start bringing it into your daily life and then that's a huge you know, flag that says you should try this. Whereas if for some reason, you would just want to (laughs) try. Yeah, yeah, green flag. So but like, if for some reason, you just like something and you're like, Oh, maybe I should try that. Maybe I should get into, you know, having a garden. And you've never gardened before. And you've never cared about plants. But you know, the sexy plant people on TikTok and Instagram make it look so good. But yet you start like never, ever buying a plant or researching about it. You don't do anything. (laughs) Maybe that's not the right path to go on. Maybe like you can just enjoy other people doing it and then you can move on to something that motivates you more.
0: You're so smart.
1: (laughs) I'm just I'm very keen on the path of least resistance. Like I (laughs) I like that easy path. That's where I want. I mean, I keep trying to start podcasts, but honestly, like most of them, I'm like, ah, that's a good idea, but I don't want to do it. (laughs) Like,
0: <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's like, I want this podcast to exist so that I can listen to it and enjoy it.
1: Right. And like a lot of times, you know, like, I want this, I want, I'm a makey person. So I should make this thing. So it exists in my house because I want it. If you keep not making it, just buy it from someone who's really good at making it. That's called like support and being a patron. And like, it's, o- it's okay to not make something and buy it from someone else. Like, if you're not motivated to do it yourself. <laughs> Yeah. You don't have to DIY everything. (laughs) I'm trying
0: to convince myself to not buy a Tuft gun. I saw in a thrift store the other day, just one of those like needle punch kits. Nope, nope. I don't need more hobbies. Um,
1: (laughs) I mean, that seems like a really like least resistant path. It was right there. What what are you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) You already have the yarn. There's no resistance here. (laughs) That's
0: true. I also, I bought... I think last summer, a tatting board for like making tatting lace that I've just put away because I, I you know, I need another obsession right now, like a hole in the head. But then that's that's who I am. <sighs> All right. Do you think do you think do you feel comfortable going on to uh, 102?
1: Yeah, I think I think I'm ready. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, You have made me ready. Yeah, like, we always start this show where I'm like, I'll follow your lead. And then I end up talking for like 90% of the time, you just completely, (laughs) your special skill is knowing how to drive people's brains (laughs) in the right direction. You provide the path of least resistance for me.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I, I annoy people into realizing what they're actually thinking. That's How dare you. super
1: skill. <laughs> How dare you? Well, you <laughs> can go and find our show notes at relay.fm slash make do. And we are make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. Our email is make do pod at gmail.com. If you have any cool things to tell us about or say we love emails, uh, you know, if there's anything special, if you're okay with it being read on the show at any point in the future, um, please make sure you let us know. And, and what and- would
0: you pay to come to uh, make do 104?
1: whoa (laughs) Uh, you can go and find us individually at tiff arment and at julia scott s-k-o-t-t thank you to microsoft lists for sponsoring this episode and we will be back in a fortnight and until then go make and do i thought you were gonna say something (laughs) i thought i'd mix it up and not say anything surprise surprise